What is going on, our good friends out there? Uh, this is once again the CYJ podcast. This is your host, Charlie, and our good friends, uh, Yanko and Josh. Welcome back, Josh. How you doing, my friend? Good to have you back. What up, fellas? What up? He uh, is first back. off, welcome back. Heck of a job last back. week. Heck of a job last <laughs> week. I really enjoyed the pod. Bro, we missed well. you. We missed you. We missed to... your, your points of view. We missed your arguments. We missed my can of worms. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you did. So you quick. did catch that. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. You had to get back at us pretty quick, man. I was waiting for that for a whole week. <laughs> nice. Nice. I have, to, I have to say, I have to say, the dynamic that Charlie and I had really resonated because I honestly didn't think that we were close to the amount of time that we did. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I, apologies to people who thought we went a little bit over. Uh, <laughs> we had a good time. And, and I think uh, after yeah, we, we finished recording, Yanko and me agreed we probably could have gone for another two hours. So it, it was pretty good. I, I think we mentioned it last week, Yanko. Uh, football is a universal language. So safe to say you and me understand that language. Yeah, we, we definitely miss Josh, but, but we did pretty good. I thought it was all right. And I, I want to I wanna clarify to the listeners, I do want to apologize if my, if my sound wasn't too great last week. I was actually stuck in a hotel uh, for work reasons, and uh, I forgot my microphone. So hopefully the audio will be better today. But uh, fellas, how was your weekend? How do you, how, uh, what'd you guys do? Anything, anything spectacular outside of the crazy pandemic that we're living in? <laughs> uh, nah, man. Uh, it was a restful weekend. I was able to do take care of some things at home, keep my eye on NFL news, uh, attend to the the guy up above, and really just uh, have a fulfilling, uh, restful weekend. Good, good, good. You, jo- Josh? Anything crazy? No, everything. Nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. Attending some responsibilities, but other than that. Smooth sailing. Other than that, the weekend flew in like two seconds and we're back nice. on Monday. I got to say, at least the recording on Mondays makes the Monday a little bit better than what it used to be. That's true. So it does make it survive a little bit better. Anyway, guys, all right, let's talk football. Let's talk football. Uh, just so listeners know, we are recording as of 626 Mountain Time. Uh, we were ready to go with another set of topics before we got on. About an hour ago, the news broke. Dak Prescott, new I don't know if it's signed or not, but they've come to an agreement. Uh, Big deal with the Cowboys. Uh, I know the last couple of weeks we talked about it. It seemed like it was impossible to some of us here. Some of us believed it was going to happen. Guys, it's going to happen. Dak, for the next couple of years, he will be a Dallas Cowboys. What are y'all's thoughts? I will go first, being that I live in the Metroplex where Dak just signed. And let me tell you guys, there is a mixed emotion, a a bag of just wild conversations from both sides of the spectrum. Already? Already. First thing I did was turn on the TV and jump on local news. Uh, I don't have cable, so I wasn't getting your NFL network take. I wasn't getting your ESPN take or your Fox Sports take or the big networks. I jumped on to NBC. And the local guy, when he reported it, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it for our Cowboys fans, but this is a guy that's been, from what I can understand here in the Metroplex for a while, a guy that obviously reports on all sports and has insider information sometimes about the Cowboys being that he's here. And I don't, I'm not going to jump into too much of the details. I know we're going to talk about that. But what he said really struck a chord with me as an NFL fan because he was a little upset that they signed Dak. Not that they signed Dak as the quarterback, as a player. He was very acknowledgeable, acknowledging the fact that he likes Dak as a person, good for Dak, good for the Cowboys, bad for the money situation. 
He firmly mm-hmm. believes that if they would have signed him when he was up for a contract, when he started talking about it before being franchised, before taking the money for that one year and then potentially drawing it out so long to now, instead of getting the money that he did, it would have been cheaper. And that's where I think you start getting the mixed emotions, right? You could have gotten the same player, the same caliber for cheaper. And now, as we are going to discuss, where does he rank because of how much he got paid? Oof. And that, that was his point. It's not the fact that he's the quarterback. It was the fact that the Cowboys, in his opinion, blundered the negotiations and blundered the timing on when to sign Dak. Yeah, well, when you compare his numbers to others, is is he worth that kind of money? And I think we we jumped into that discussion a few weeks ago. I know Josh mentioned it, and 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 Yanko agreed. Um, if the Cowboys really wanted him, they would have come to an agreement a long time ago. Uh, and it kind of got me thinking. That kind of resonated with me for a couple of days. And I remember, well, this is kind of what happened with Zeke. This is what happened with Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor Lawrence uh, with uh, De- uh, man, I'm I'm losing the name there from I know Demarcus it's Lawrence. Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence. Thank you, Josh. Uh, they, they tend to fall in these situations. I, I don't know if, 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 if um, Jerry Jones believes that the, the price is actually going to go down, but, but guys, Prescott literally broke his leg and the price substantially went up just for the listeners to know the press, uh, the Prescott deal is actually four years, $160 million with incentives to go up to 164 million. There's a no trade clause. And a no tag provision. This is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy when you consider that the Cowboys uh, exactly one year ago were looking for a deal anywhere to about $33 million a year. And now they're paying over $40 million a year. So safe to say it ain't go the Cowboys way, but I guess they still have their franchise quarterback. Uh, well, Josh, I'd like to hear what you think on this. What, what are your thoughts? What well, took too long? The Cowboys... <laughs> Shot themselves in the foot. It's kind of funny, though, because Jerry Jones is a shrewd operator. Mm -hmm. It's a hit and miss a lot with him. Uh, But what took too long? And and to to Dak's advantage, it only drove the price up, not only on the franchise tag, but you, you guys talked about it a little bit before, before we, we launched the pod or, you know, when we get gathering our thoughts. If you would have signed him earlier and Yanko mentioned this, this would have been a lot better. It would have been a bargain. Right now, it would have shown a bargain. Well, seven, I, I, I mean, $7 million in cap. <laughs> now, of course, nobody accounted for this pandemic. We, COVID, COVID has, has made every business adjust a little, especially the NFL. The NFL is not immune to it, even though there are billions and billions of dollars of revenue. What I find interesting is the fact that Jerry paid everybody early, yeah, other than Zeke. He had no issue paying everybody. Yet the most important position in football, your quarterback, uh, he failed to do that. So then he paid everybody else, waited for Dak. Cap, cap, uh, salary cap is coming down. He paid him more money, and here he paid all these other players. So now there's a conundrum. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. I, I think uh, this this definitely opens up. I'm not gonna say can of worms, but I just said it anyway. Ah, that's right. <laughs> just for the just for the listeners who love that 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 good old Josh saying. But but it really does because 
the real question is, is, is Dak even worth 40 million? Well, people would say that he's worth whatever a team's willing to pay him. And at the end of the day, the Cowboys were willing to spend that much money. But if I were to tell you this, we knew Mahomes got a new deal last year. And we know he Prescott just got a new deal. But if I were to tell you that in the first three years of this new deal, one of these two quarterbacks is going to get $126 million guaranteed. And the other one is getting $63 million guaranteed. Which one would you tell me is the one getting the higher value? Well, what do you think, Yanko? Man, that, it's hard for me to process everything right now because of the, the suddenness of all of it. I would have tried to apply logic prior to this signing. Mm-hmm. I would have tried to apply everything that we've been, we've been building up in the podcast, right? If we, uh, if we were to put on a GM hat, if we were to put in on, on an owner hat, how do you value a player in different positions at different times that, uh, for how much money? Right. But if you were to ask me that, I think the listeners know that I would have reasoned on the side of logic. I would have reasoned on the side of that makes sense, not only for the player, but for my organization as a whole. Yes, I've I've been on this podcast and I've said that the quarterback is most of everything when it comes to all types, when it when you apply the, the money label to it. But this much and I want to get into the effect it has on the Dallas Cowboys cap. This much money. It, I'm still a little shocked, and I'm not even a Cowboys fan. It's a lot it, because you're, you're, you're putting it into like five players. I think it's going to be like 70 or 80% of the cap. I don't know. I'm yeah. just talking out of my butt right now, but I, it has, you know. Now, without, without putting numbers on it, okay? Okay. And, and I know that I'm going to open a can of worms in our minds. Uh-oh. <laughs> but we know what the Patrick I just Mahomes know. I, I just want to tell you guys that you guys have said more can of worms <laughs> Just in these last two minutes that I said, we're last trying week. to make you feel but welcomed. Proceed. You've, been, uh, you've well, been missed. So, just for the listeners to know that uh, maybe Josh hasn't said it too many times in the, the show. Maybe you all are thinking, "Well, that's a stupid inside joke." He, he says it a lot, <laughs> so that's what we're kind of we're kind of saying it. So. Day-to-day conversation, I do. <laughs> and, anyway, go sorry for and, the interruption. Anyway, no, no, it's all good. It's Yanko, all good. You're, you're, when Patrick Mahomes signed, and we said this off air prior to starting this. The structure of his deal, when you look at it, isn't as bad as you may think it would be. Now, what this deal is doing, not only is it horrible in comparison to numbers regarding how much per year it is, but what ripple effect is this going to have for anyone else who signs? Later on in the podcast, we're going to get to how many players are actually secured mm-hmm. and how many quarterbacks are actually in for the long haul. Uh, for certain teams, respectively. But once this these start these guys start coming up for contract negotiations, or they get unhappy and they start you know pushing the subjects, they're going to use this as a stepping stone for themselves. They're going to use this to say, "Hey, if Dak can do this, if that Dak can do that, and he can get that money, look at my numbers. Look at what I can do. Look at what I'm worth." And if I'm not worth that, someone else will be willing to pay. And that, I think that's the problem. Someone is always willing to pay. Always. And 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 it's not really about uh it's not really about is is this quarterback even a top 10 quarterback? We've seen it time and time again. I think I mentioned Mike Lennon last week getting signed with the Bears. I don't know if you all remember, but he got a the big, pretty juicy three-year contract 
And do you all remember him even suiting up for the Bears? I think he played a couple games. He didn't do much. Nothing. I think that was the year um, Trubisky got signed and he, uh, drafted anyway. So I think ultimately he didn't play much. I mean, not that Trubisky was much better, but I, I want to kind of argue your point a little, Yanko, too. Uh, at the end of the day, as a franchise in the NFL, you tell me you're going to have a, a starting caliber. I, I, Prescott, maybe argue, is he a top five? Probably not. Top eight? Yeah, he's a good top eight quarterback. He's now with the organization for the for the next couple of years. You've signed the more formidable players on your team to long-term deals. Whether Zeke is worth it or not, I think that's something to argue as well. But the Cowboys have built the foundation of their core players as well. I'm not a fan of the way they've done it, but they believe in what they're doing. We know we've talked about it. The new, the new TV signings are coming in in the next couple of years, which means the cap probably will be an issue of just the, for the next year, maybe next season. But if you're looking at the Cowboys right now, the Cowboys are good to go at the quarterback position. They're good to go at the wide receiver position. They're good to go at the running back position. They got a stud defensive line. The defense in itself has a lot of issues to do, but that's where the draft comes in. Last week, we talked about how Russell Wilson was a, was a rumor to go to the Cowboys. We mentioned, well, if he goes to the Cowboys, what do they have to give up to get him? Well, now you didn't have to give up anything. Yeah, I mean, you had to give up quite a bit of money, but now you don't have to worry about draft capital. So what, what can you do with that draft capital? You invested directly into that defense invested into that offensive line that we mentioned is getting a little outdated. It's not as good as it once was. Did they overpay? Yes, they did. Absolutely. But as of we've, as what we've known in the NFL, every team overpays when it comes to paying the quarterback. Heck the 49ers played Jimmy Garoppolo, a record breaking deal after only suiting up for five games in his career for the Niners. If that's not enough to prove that the the, the NFL is just going to overpay for a quarterback every single day of the year, every single year, no matter what, you know? So I, 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 um, I wouldn't be too much of a fan if I was a Cowboys, but I get it. I, at least I feel stability at the quarterback position. We mentioned, you know, what, what would have happened if, if Prescott goes somewhere else and then Russell Wilson doesn't come home. The Cowboys would have been in a very, very uncomfortable situation. So I, I kind of like the move. I, I like the move. Hey, Josh, let me ask you this. We, you and I are both very well versed uh, with Amari Cooper. Now with the Cowboys. If I would have told you that the Raiders were going to keep Amari Cooper through 2024, would you have liked that? Would you? Is no. that something that Amari no. Cooper? And why not? If the listeners can, I want to. I want to build around this, and this is going to come back to the Dak signing and, and add to what you said, Charlie. I mentioned this to you, Yanko. I believe I mentioned it to Charlie too. Amari Cooper, uh, just to make base out of here, he signed his deal. I don't have it at the top of my head right now, but just to illustrate it, 2021, uh, he's scheduled to make 22. That's with base salary and a bonus. 2022, he's going to make the same thing. So he's getting 22 mil every year. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm not questioning his abilities. He's a great route runner, if not one of the best in the NFL. The issue that I had with Cooper when he suited up in silver and black is in the big games, in the big games or in crunch time, when you needed somebody to step up, your number one to step up and get a crucial catch, Cooper is not that guy. And I and, and to make reference to this, uh, when he was again with the Raiders, I told you this, Yanko, the go-to guy when all cylinders were clicking for those two years under Jack Del Rio, 
Uh, Carr, Carr's go-to guy on, on tough third down conversions, even fourth down, Michael Crabtree. Yep. It was never mm-hmm. Cooper. Never. Yes, Cooper had those crazy games where he would take over and he had like 200-plus yards, three touchdowns. Great if great you have him in fantasy. But when it mattered most, Cooper's not that guy. He disappears in games. You, you guys you guys already got a sample. All Cowboy fans have gotten a sample of, of what Cooper does. Yeah, he, you know. Well, oh, he was it, worth the uh, first round. He was. Josh, Josh, uh, you would know firsthand, wouldn't you, uh, with Damari Cooper and his uh, his duds that he had last season in a couple of games that you absolutely so he, needed him? He, again, he he does. He has. Last year was, was kind of odd. Again, COVID, whatever. But there isn't a lack of talent. Eyes, no, no, there's not. No, absolutely not. But my eyes, my head, how you process it is when these guys get paid. And when you get paid, heck, man, great, good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play at an elite position. You've earned it. That's what the market is. Uh, I'm not going against the, you know, the grain here. But Cooper getting paid that much amount of money. I see Jerry Jones. He's like, he's 24. He's a young guy. He's, he's proven is, to me. Is Amari Cooper 22. still 24 years old? He's probably a little bit older now. Okay. okay but I'm right. saying when he oh, landed at, at Dallas. Moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. So when he sorry, landed sorry. at Dallas and they gave him a first round pick, the Raiders are first round pick to, you know, he was, they didn't like Gruden. He didn't get well. Gruden is a grinder. He probably rubbed them the wrong way. Whatever. I could see that. So let so, me, let me get, let me get Josh's input on Cooper, right? Okay. Now, Charlie, you said about the offense for the Cowboys being situated because they have integral pieces. Absolutely. Being obviously one of them. They I invest- don't believe so. So I want to make a clarification before before you jump into the point. Just just real quick, and it's quick. I don't believe Cooper is an integral part of this offense. I, the I, Cowboys I, did. I don't, and that's why I said, as a Cowboy fan, I I like the I like the Prescott signing because I I, I like Dak Prescott. I do like Dak Prescott. Uh, I don't like Cooper, and I don't like Zeke. I've made a point of emphasis that I don't like Zeke, but. Again, I, I that's why I said mixed opinion. I just for argument purposes, I understand the whole deck situation. I like deck. I don't like Cooper. I think Josh explained it perfectly well, and I don't like Zeke. But anyway, carry on with where you're headed. Two things: what the Cowboys have done from an ownership perspective to go and get players, and the amounts of their contracts to sign, and who's there in regards to time. So. Amari Cooper signed through 2024. Dak Prescott signed through 2024. Tight end Blake Jarwin signed through 2023. Wide receiver C.D. Lamb signed through rookie deal 2023. With the fifth-year option, correct? Correct. 2024. Ezekiel Elliott signed through, drumroll please, 2026. Wow. Wow. That's a long time. Okay, we're talking about at least Cowboy fans this upcoming season, plus two more or three more if you include uh, if you go all the way to 2024. This is your starting offensive mm-hmm. side. You're, you're going to have Tony Pollard in the backfield. You're going to have maybe another uh, tight end, a blocking tight end. Michael maybe Gallup. Gonna, Matt, you still have Michael Gallup. I think you have uh, another wide receiver, a tall guy, Cedric something. Anyway, the fact that I can't mention Wilson. him. and Wilson. Yes, yeah. thank you. The fact that these are your starting lineups to me shows two things. One, Cowboy fans, you better like what you have because that's, that's where it's going to. 
unless someone gets traded. Two, going back to what Josh and Charlie said, the way they deal with things. It always makes me think that Jerry Jones has a very stoic way of approaching business. Maybe 20, 25, 30 years ago, the holdout process was the way to get it worked. It was the way to get players cheaper. Now, the different free agents have dic- dic- dictated the market. You well, you have- got you got the same agencies now working for the same players. So, That's so where I was going say, also. Oh, okay, good. Cool, yeah. You have the same agencies and agents themselves now have more power to talk for the player and directly to the team that have kind of dictated mega million offers and hours of negotiations that have resulted in things like these. Right now, Cowboy fans, we're zeroing in on you, or at least I am, because this is what's breaking news. We could dissect every other NFL team right now. What's going on here is the fact that the last time that Dak played was against the Giants week five when he, an unfortunate event, suffered his right ankle injury. Mm-hmm. He didn't play the rest of the season. You're going off stats that were there. And let me give you some stats, guys. Let me give you some Dak Prescott stats. The Cowboys have missed the playoffs in three out of the four past seasons. With Prescott's absence in 2020, they showed a little bit how much he is an important piece to their success. Before getting hurt, he threw 1,856 yards with nine touchdowns and four interceptions in five games. The Cowboys' offense after that, for a few weeks without Prescott, scored one touchdown in three games after scoring at least 31 points in four of their last five games. To summarize it, Prescott in five seasons has recorded seven 400-yard passing games, 24 rushing touchdowns, the most by any Cowboys quarterback, second only to Tony Romo in 300-yard passing games with 15, and he has also proven to be clutch by himself sometimes with 15 game-winning drives, posting an ultimate 42-27 and 27 record. It, it, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's and, and to me, it, it shows the value. That's why I mentioned the, the value there. I, I think you had to pay what you had to pay for Prescott. I really do. I you shouldn't have paid what you paid for the other players, though. And, and you're you're in quite the pickle now because of that. But the Cowboys obviously win their division that last year if Prescott doesn't go down. Oh, if, for sure. And it's not it's not crazy to think that they might even win a playoff game. I we'll never know because it didn't happen. Josh, you're going to mention I something think, there. So go, go ahead. No, I think, I think the only, the only good thing about a Cowboy fan, well, not, not the only good thing, but the mindset, if you're kind of bummed because you're cap hell and what are they going to do? Who are they going to cut? Uh, I would dare to say Jerry Jones for a very long time was a very impulsive owner mm-hmm. and you could, he probably still is. But you could you could see that in the draft. But well, Stephen Jones if, is now the now guy. Now, if you if you see these latter years, maybe probably I would they say maybe six to eight years. Uh, not all of them, but most of them have been hits. Mm-hmm. Now that's a good problem to have because all these people that they resigned is other than other than uh, Amari, all these players have been drafted, have been uh, homegrown products. So D Law, Zach Martin. Travis Frederick, who retired, Tyrone Smith, Ezekiel Elliott, Lyle Collins, Jalen Smith, Prescott. Uh, Dak Prescott, Vanderish A, Blake Jarwin, C.D. Lamb, the list goes on, Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard. All these players have 
some way, shape, or form contributed into the to the Cowboys, right? And it's 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 a problem that maybe a lot of teams would like to have. That means that whoever you're drafting, they're hitting, they're becoming good players, and eventually you're gonna have to pay them, whether they don't have the fifth the fifth year option if they weren't first round picks or whatnot. So it's a good problem to have if you're a Cowboy fan. Now, why do I mention this? Because in the future, now you have the draft ammunition. So they're doing scouting. They're doing something right, whether it be Stephen Jones or Jerry Jones has final say still on roster. Or they're, they're, hiring, or they're hiring the right people now. To or they're to hiring the right people. So they're hitting in all these draft picks, which means they're going to give more pieces, whether the need is great on defense, obviously. But mm-hmm. if they can address those issues offensively shore up an aging offensive line who's often injured and you're paying top dollar for, or whether you're going to address defense, it's kind of rewarding to see, you know, because now you're going to see, well, you know, they've drafted well, so it's this team is only going to get better now that they have the most, the best, uh, or the most important position in lockup. And we're not going to discuss about Dax Prescott's contract no longer or the franchise tag looming. That's done. We can focus on what we want to focus Right. And, and that's the thing. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I, it works out for the Cowboys because you, you have you have stability now. And you mentioned it. But now not trying to go against uh, what I mentioned right now with Dak. Once again, I, I, I like the, the whole process of Dak being the quarterback. But I'm, I'm going to mention some numbers here. So that way we can kind of transition into what's going to happen with the rest of the, the free agency that's about to come up. So listen to this. The highest Adam Schefter tweeted this about an hour ago. Highest sign-in bonus in NFL history. Number one now is going to belong to Dak Prescott with a $66 million signing bonus. Number two, Russell Wilson with $65 million after he wins the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, $57.5 million after he wins the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, $50 million, has never been into a Super Bowl. And Matt Ryan, $46.5 million, has never been to – I mean, he's gone to the Super Bowl, but he hasn't won it. Joe Flacco, $40 million. After he wins the Super Bowl, and Aaron Donald, forty million dollars, has not won a Super Bowl. What does that tell you? What What does this tell you now about the money that's being invested into deck? Yes, they're going to be stable. Yes, they're going to be a pretty good team. Can they get the big W at the end of the day? What does history tell you? History tends to repeat itself over and over and over again. I don't know. I don't know. But that does ask the question. What's going to happen with free agency now? What what does this do for free agency? There's a lot of other quarterbacks looming for new deals. There's a few players that now the Cowboys aren't going to be able to get because of this. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson isn't coming to Dallas. So what happens now? Yanko, you've been a little quiet the last couple of minutes. Are you anything you'd like to pitch in on this particular subject? Well, and I promised this a couple of minutes ago to the viewers. And before we move on to what you're saying, I want to make uh-huh. a quick transition uh, back to the salary cap. Okay. Before the the sign signing of Dak Prescott was done today, the calculated market value for Dak was 38 36.8 million. Okay, he got more than that obviously. Mm-hmm. Just to give listeners an idea and I'll, I'll close out with this. There's a website that keeps track of it, every individual team's multi-year financial summary, yearly and positional spending coupled with draft history. Now, Josh mentioned it earlier. Dak was drafted in the fourth round. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they got lucky with dra- with drafting Dak and with getting him in the fourth round. How many other quarterbacks and, and did with, they pass and, up? And with Tony Romo going down with an injury. Exactly. Now, there's a lot of factors that play into this, but hear me out. 
Decisions haven't bode well at the quarterback position other than Tony and Dak, and there's a lot of in-betweens. So dead cap money. What do I mean by dead cap money? These are players that are, aren't on the roster anymore, or maybe they still are, but they're on the practice squad, or are a completely different other team, but are still getting paid by the Dallas Cowboys that has a cap hit. Guys, do you guys know where Garrett Gilbert is right now? Doesn't matter. He's getting paid $920,000 in 2021 by the Cowboys. And I could take that check. <laughs> How about Cooper Rush? You guys remember him? I do. Also do. making $920,000 this year. Ben so DiNucci? Both, both quarter, well, that's, that, this is all quarterbacks. <laughs> this is all quarterbacks. Ben DiNucci, $803,000 was $787. What a discount for Ben DiNucci. Other than that, Andy Dalton was a is now a free agent. He was a one and done. And then you have Dak Prescott. And to be honest with you guys, I'm not saying that every team is going to make great financial decisions and is going to make great salary cap decisions. There are teams with more success that have made worse decisions at the salary cap. But at least they're having more success. Quick to mind, the Saints. One of the worst salary cap situations in the league right now, but they've had more success. Mm -hmm. Currently... 11% of their salary cap is DeMarcus Lawrence. How much? 11.75%. Jeez. Is just DeMarcus Lawrence. Second to that, at 10.35%, Amari Cooper. Now, we've already touched base on, on these two players, and I want to go down the list, or I could go down the list and, and kind of give you guys this scenario, but or a, a better one. But visit it for yourself, guys. This definitely opens up uh, mentally. Ah, you thought I was going to say kind of worms. It opened up mentally. How difficult it is to be a GM, how difficult it is to be an owner, how difficult it is to be the numbers guy, crunchy numbers, right? So you're pressuring for, for Dak, and what do we do, and how much do we sign, and how much do we do this, and how much do we do that? His contract by itself is not only worth what you already said, Josh, but it's a guaranteed signing bonus of $66 million Yeah. with $75 million due in year one. That's, that's, that's ludicrous. That's insane. Now, every quarterback, as we go into the next topic, has suffered injuries, has suffered some kind of setbacks. I want to plant this in our listeners' heads and come back to us with your responses. We've opened up an IG. We'll start sharing that. We have our email and or direct, answer us directly. When we saw Derek Carr, both Josh and I, go down with his broken ankle, we saw the fear afterward, the jitters, the not letting him go with the ball. And he had a, a decent to okay offensive line. Dak is now coming back, just got signed. Now he has pressure to deliver a Super Bowl. This is the money that has to deliver a Super Bowl, I think. But is there fear? Because only top flight quarterbacks that the Cowboys have had, I might, I'm going to exclude Tony Romo because I consider him one of the top quarterbacks the Cowboys have had. Absolutely. I've delivered a Super Bowl, but this guy's coming back. By the way, better statistically than even Troy Aikman. So, very good point, Yanko. Thanks. He's coming back. He's got pressure. And now he might be a little jittery, a little hesitant to get rid of the ball or hold on to the ball, better said, because he's had an injury, his injury. Listeners, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that this fear is real in his head? The pressure now is on. He's got his money. 
but now he has to perform. Let it's going to be a good question. It's going to be a good question. Uh, definitely a question to be answered. I'm going to say no, though. I'm going to say uh, Prescott is going to go off and have a historic season next year. But we'll see. We'll see on that. Hey, guys. All right, hot let's, take. Let's, hot hot take. take. There you go, guys. There you go. Not that he's going to win the Super Bowl, by the way. So don't come back a year from now. Oh, Charlie said <laughs> that they were going to win the Super Bowl. No, no, I no. literally had a Cowboys fan text me today. Did you see that money? We're going all the way. And then I had another Cowboys fan tell me, that's trash. I would have, he, he literally said, and I'm not going to say who it is because there's many listeners that know. He literally said, I would have rather traded for Trevor Lawrence. Oh, well, I, I know I it's impossible. And there's a, well, yeah, a, but a, I think this broad <laughs> spectrum of fans. Well, to, to, to your friend, I would have much rather drafted Joe Montana also last year but you know that are you comparing happen. joe montana to trevor lawrence no i'm just saying that it's <laughs> ludicrous to think he was gonna get trevor lawrence trevor lawrence you know this this the cowboys were not in a would you rather segment by the way yeah but anyway yeah. anyway all right so the, <laughs> this 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 obviously has has made a lot of transitions to what the gms now have to do I, if you're the ravens you got to pay lamar jackson if you are the bears and you're going to trade for russell wilson you got to realize hey not only are you going to trade for russell wilson and you're going to give up the farm you're eventually going to have to repay him and if you're paying dak prescott 42 million dollars a year good lord you're going to be paying russell wilson in the 50s so what does this do to our offseason right now Considering, I don't know if you guys have been seeing, the last couple of days, veteran free agents are getting cut left and right. Every veteran player that is getting paid, heck, not even overpaid. If he's not getting paid veteran minimum, he is getting cut. And these are players that you want on your team. What is going to happen now that the Cowboys come out of nowhere and get this sign of such a big uh, contract? What do you think, Josh? For example, they're in let's a talk, heap of let's, trouble. Okay. They're, they're in a heap of trouble in the sense that they're going to have to rely on the draft to once again fill in key positions. And they better hope that those people that they draft are immediate impact players. Unless they're able to un- release or trade some of these heftier contracts, but we go back to the same logic. If you're the opposing team, why would you want to inherit that huge contract or that salary hit? So it's kind of like a domino. Why, why do you? Why would I trade for that player right. if I know you're gonna cut him and I right. can get him for for dimes on the you know dollars right. on the dime? But it's an unprecedented year for sure because you mentioned it right now, Charlie Carlos Dunlap, like close to 15 million, a good veteran, but the Seahawks parted ways. Not to become a homer, but I told Yanko, Lamarcus Joyner. He didn't live up to that contract. Nine mil. Gabe Jackson, right guard. You know, another nine mil. Richie Incognito, five mil. And the list goes on and on and on. And these are not even like teams or this is not even a team that is like in cap hell. I only wonder what the Saints are going to do. Yanko mentioned it last week. Eventually, this position. team has to rebuild. You know, and, and the worst part is that they don't even have a franchise quarterback because then they're going to have to sign a quarterback and probably they're, I mean, unless they have something up their sleeve. So it's just, it's a domino effect, right? But at the same time, I think it's probably difficult right now uh, for teams. The teams that have cap, like the Jets, the Jaguars, the, Patriots, the Jaguars, man, like kid in the candy store. They're, they're gonna have, chops. 
absolutely of signing players that are great and you know find additional pieces perhaps and they're going to get it maybe at a bargain because of the cap just an example to elaborate on on josh's a point here the saints have on the potential trading block linebacker Quan alexander running back latavius murray and where's the other one i have here Oh, Didn't they, they ask also Cam Jordan to take a pay cut? The no? They asked Cam Jordan to take a pay cut. They just signed Alvin Kamara last year. They don't have a quarterback. And Michael uh, Thomas. That guys, mean, guys, that doesn't you mean said... that Emmanuel Sanders can't be traded either. That's Cam, Cam Jordan. I mean, we're talking this is a defensive end that every single team in the NFL would be jumping to have him. Complete beast on that defensive line. And you're saying he? they're asking him to take a pay cut? That only, that only examples the the offseason that we're running into and just to to even expand more on this topic imagine how hard it is to be a gm right now you're in the middle of the pandemic you have to worry about drafting players uh the last report i heard from uh, daniel jeremiah was saying that he values only 24 players with first round talent this year why because there's not enough tape out there last year the season was cut short some players decided to take a rest Whatever the reason is, so now you you have it even harder than every other year to, to to hit on your on your on your draft pick. But okay, that's a challenge. Now let's go on to the actual um, cap. Uh, Ian Rappaport mentioned today that due to the fact that the NFL has not released what the cap situation will be for this year, the trade deadline, I mean the the franchise tag deadline, which was actually scheduled to be tomorrow will more than likely actually be delayed into the next couple of days. So imagine this, guys. Free agency is about to start next week. As a general manager, you don't even know how much money you have to actually play with. You don't know if the cap hit is going to be 180, or you don't know if it's going to be 185, or you don't know if it's going to actually go to 190. And just to reference, last year it was north of $200 million. How hard... Is it to be a general manager in the NFL this particular season? Yikes. I would not want to be in the shoes this season. Nope. Not me. <laughs> I'd rather be that... with Josh Rosen. Ah, uh, would you really <laughs> want to be <laughs> Josh Rosen? That's uh that's <laughs> poor Josh Rosen, man. Poor Josh. And he's with the Niners and you know it's it's uh But he's getting paid and he doesn't want to worry about anything. But he was a first round pick. He was expected to get I mean, you look at Josh Rosen and you see Mike Glennon, when he was younger, get paid. You probably consider yourself a little bit better than him. Someone I don't have will anything. eventually call him. Ex- yeah, but are they going to pay? Well, maybe. You know what? I'm not even going to be surprised. Definitely not. See that for for Josh for for Rosen, it's the worst scenario ever, because not only is he a quarterback, normally quarterbacks get paid at least a little bit, but now he sucks and he is in a year where players aren't going to get paid, so he might just completely disappear. Next thing you know, he'll just be an article of saying, "Do you guys remember that guy?" Josh Rosen used to be a first-round pick. He is now selling insurance in the state of Illinois or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but probably. you kind of get you get the grasp of overhead. I take a picture with him. Hey, yeah. <laughs> with the casual fan. Put it, our, put it in our SCYJ podcast. <laughs> oh, bring heck, we'll bring him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So hey, all right, Lamar Jackson. Let's talk a little about Lamar Jackson. There's been rumors that they're trying to get to a deal. They're saying it's, it's gonna be very hard to get anything finalized in the next couple of days. I don't foresee anything happening in the next, uh, before free agency start. I'm not even sure it's going to happen before the season starts. Why? Well, we can get into the why, but does the DAC situation affect 
or help Lamar? What do you guys think? Go, Josh. Well, it does because it resets the market. Plain and simple. Uh, that's why uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, well, more Deshaun Watson was waiting around uh, for that market to reset. And although he didn't get that uh, long contract like Mahomes, he still got paid and he got paid really good. In Lamar Jackson's case, I think he has a stronger case than Dak. Why? Because Lamar Jackson has an MVP that Dak does not have. So that in a resume resonates crazy in a GM, right? Or not in a GM, whoever's representing you. Uh, you know, Dak had all these uh, acolytes as far as like winning divisions, mm-hmm. and he got the team back in the map when they transitioned right. from, you know, Romo, who's often injured and out, you know. So Lamar, Lamar did the same thing because when they were under Joe Flacco, it was just that one Super Bowl it run was, and grant you – you know, they had they had great success with Flacco. I'm not gonna lie. They went to the playoffs often. The Patriots trounced them a few times. Let's and not the talk about that there. But yes, I yes. So now Lamar comes over here. You know, everybody was like, is he a running quarterback? Is he just gonna tuck and run? Or what is he gonna do? Lamar has in my eyes has played a well transition, but again, it, it speaks volumes to the coaching, right? Mm-hmm. So in my opinion. Lamar has the upper hand here. All right, Josh, Josh, because- let's, 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 let's get into that, Lamar. If you are a GM in the NFL right now, and you are the GM of every team other than the Josh Allens of the world, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, you know, the soon-to-be Trevor Lawrence's of the world, whoever lands Deshaun Watson. If the Ravens don't come to a deal, let's say the Ravens don't believe in Lamar Jackson as a franchise quarterback, not a running player. Are you immediately trying to get him? Do you build a team around Lamar Jackson? Are you a believer in Lamar Jackson? I am. You are. The reason being is we got to think outside the box a little. If, if we're still stuck with the Drop back, you know, five, seven, nine foot drop and just the no, pocket no. quarterback. That, that's, no, no, it's gone. That that's gone. To be fair, uh Lamar Jackson offensively, okay, offensively, I don't think he's had the greatest supporting cast. He hasn't. Uh the Ravens rely heavily on defense, which they play really good, and running the ball. And Lamar, of course, uh, you know, does those RPOs. And I, not that you need to have a number one receiver uh, because there's other quarterbacks that do less with what they have, but I, they, they don't have, they don't have pieces around. I mean, Hollywood Brown, he's just run, run straight. And then we'll throw you the ball. They have the last, yeah. Well, to put it in perspective, (laughs) the last good receiver the the Ravens actually had was uh, Anquan Bolden. And that was going back to the Super Bowl that they beat the actual 49ers. But but is it – and this is something that you can argue, though. Is it that they haven't found a number one option? Are they looking for a number one option? Does a number one option even want to come to Baltimore? You know, does as a number one receiver, let's say the Allen Robinsons of the world, why would I want to go to Baltimore, a team that doesn't drop back and pass the ball as much as possible? It's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of part of that because the Ravens have made it emphasis. 
that they don't care about passing. They all have the typical once-in-a-while play action. They'll they'll do it here and there. You'll have the one crazy game where Lamar Jackson will actually put it on the money once in a while. I just don't see it. I, I understand that we're transitioning to a new NFL. Don't don't get me wrong. But in no in no way, shape, or form, the the, the next thing that I'm gonna say is I'm saying oh that he's that guy. Okay. Oh boy. But you tell me how that thing is going. If you don't transition or if you don't break out of your shell, tell me how's it going for the Seahawks right now? Yeah. That they're, we're all about playing defense and running the ball. Defense and running the ball. And we have this quarterback number three. He's pretty good, but you know what? Nah, let's keep running the ball and let's play this vanilla offense. And, you know, we're, we're just going to stay with it. Now, I'm not saying Lamar is Russell, but you, you have to learn to, to adapt. Right. And currently, maybe because of his growth, perhaps, or because he's fairly new, this is this is what year two, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he started he started off when he was in Flacco. Uh, they, they bench Flacco. They started him. Right. And I then think the he's following about year, he won MVP. Four. And then this this is a third year. So this is probably going to be year four. Mm-hmm. So m- my thing is, uh, although uh, a Greg Roman, I believe, is his OC. Yes. Right. He was 49ers, documented, Kaepernick, blah, 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 blah. Either his growth is not there or once again, they have just. What's the word here? They have just become such not a vanilla offense, but they haven't opened up the playbook for him. Complacent. Yes. Or capped. I almost feel like they've capped. But then again, you can't justify it because you haven't surrounded him, you know, with the weapons. Offensive line is good, but with the weapons, you know, and, and that's when you get to the playoffs. And guess what? When they stop the run. Oh, you know what, kid? Now you can throw. Just drop back and throw the ball and then see what you can come up with. You Pass know? the ball so, to a bunch of practice squad receivers. So what is yeah. it? Are you not convincing Lamar or is it that you haven't surrounded him with like good weapons or is it coaching for that matter? And that's where it gets hard because you have to pay him now. So you had the time to get a premier wide receiver and you didn't. And now that you have to pay Lamar and break the bank to get him, it might get a little bit harder now. Well, because now you, you, you know, go, go ahead. Let me throw this out there, guys. So right now, and this is without being realistic as to salary cap terms and everything else, the big free agent wide receivers right now, Mm -hmm. 2021, starting with, Juju, you have Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, which, you know, I'm just putting who's out there. Who's technically still a free agent. Exactly. Will Fuller, A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, to name a few. Do any of those guys that I just mentioned help Lamar? If they put him on the Ravens, do any of those guys make Lamar viable? or at least the Ravens offense, at least more relevant for Lamar to complement, as Josh said, their defense. My quick take on that, real, and I want to hear you guys, right? But my quick take on that is no. Because Lamar has already shown you what quarterback he is. Lamar mm-hmm. has already shown you what he's doing. I firmly believe that the Ravens are doing one of two things. And I'm going to defer a little bit with Josh. I think the Ravens, one, have done well in adapting to Lamar and to his strengths. I think it could have gone way worse for the Ravens if they had it. Because think about it. They had Joe Flacco before that. The the epitome of a pocket passer, stand tall in the pocket, 
take the hit to let it go at the last millisecond, right? And then from one time, from within the same year, they went from that guy to Lamar, who was even criticized coming out as become a wide receiver, don't be a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then two, how much of it is the lack of FOMO, fear of missing out on the for the Ravens? If we let this guy go, would he... Can he can he go be great somewhere else, or not the fear of missing out, but the fear of not having any liable quarterbacks that they believe they can plug in to replace Lamar? Yep. The quarterback it's, market is thin. It is. It's thin. Can you get Can you get better, or are you going to get worse? It, it, it makes sense. To answer your question, Yanko, I am going to say yes and no, if that makes any sense. I'm going to say yes with just one receiver. And that receiver is Allen Robinson. Every other receiver you mentioned there, I don't believe would help Lamar in any way. And and the only reason behind that, heck, Allen Robinson has put up high-end wide receiver one numbers with Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback, Nick Foles as his quarterback. His time in Jacksonville was not fun at all. And he was able to do it. So I, I would think he's the only one that might be able to help Lamar. Again, if the system continues to be run around the whole just let's do the pistol, let's do the read option, I don't think anything's going to change. That's why I say yes and no. But if anybody can change it, I would think Allen Robinson would be the only one out there that would have a chance. Guys, there's there's guys out there right now, quarterbacks in the league. I'm not saying they're starting. These are guys getting paid. Let me And tell me if you heard about these guys, all right? Jake Browning for the Vikings. Tommy Stevens for the Panthers. Anthony Gordon for the Chiefs. It goes on and on. Alex McGough, Seahawks, Chris Drebler, Tyree Jackson, Davis Webb for the Bills. Remember that guy? I remember that guy. Jake Fromm, Davis Webb, Gardner Mitchell is there as (laughs) he started. Remember, guys? I mean, these are Dwayne Haskins, Logan Woodside. Some of these guys I've never even heard of. And some of these guys, and these are on teams, rosters, getting money right now. Crazy. If I'm the Ravens, Ravens, <laughs> Ravens, <laughs> and I look at Lamar, I, I might be forced to keep him even if I don't want to. Hey, hey, Yanko, if, if you're the Ravens, do you want to become the Ravens by letting Lamar go <laughs> or, or keeping him? <laughs> anyway, there, there's a lot. There's a lot there. There's a lot of stuff there. Uh we can go on and on whether it happened. I think uh, there's. I think this whole Lamar thing is going to actually calm down. I think if it would have happened, it would have happened by now, right now. If not, it's probably going to have to wait for free agency to kind of get through and draft season to get through as well. There is a lot of stuff coming up. Everything's kind of dull right now as to there's just rumors flying around left and right. This guy's going to happen or this is going to happen. But all we know for certain is, guys, from here till next week, we are going to have so many cuts that it's going to be unbelievable. You, if you start a Madden franchise next week, around mid midweek, you're going to have a buffet of players on free agency. That's that's what it's going to be. Crazy stuff. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff. A lot of uh, what could happen, but we really don't know on that aspect. So let's transition in to the next part of our, our of our of our of our show, and and we we all know it as the Yanko Yeet now. So Yanko, we're going to give you the floor for the next two minutes. Go ahead and. Yeet. My yeet might start with myself because I said the Ravens instead of the Ravens, right? But no, uh, joke, quick joke. 
Param pam pa. My, <laughs> yes, my eyes were opened up a little bit this weekend because some of my fellow podcast uh, hosts and friends asked me, hey, Yanko, come over to the PS5 platform. Let's play Madden on PS5. Let's let's do this on PS5. And as many may know, I am a homer for the Xbox. Now, I'm not, this, this yeet isn't about PS5 versus Xbox. No, 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 no. Everyone has their opinion. Everyone has their thing. My yeet this week, my complaint, my frustratingness that is putting Yenko on the brink of just sheer craziness. Why can't we all share? Why can't we all just get along? What in the world of technology that exists today, the cross platforms that exist on so many other things and on so many other levels that people could talk to other people, even though they're on different parts of the world, or maybe the technology exists to do different things with AI and interaction and all kinds of groundbreaking technology. We're sending people to Mars. We're, we're, there's autonomous vehicles driving around. Heck, you can run a car for hundreds of miles on pure electricity. Why can't the PS5 and the Xbox get along so that I can play with my friends and use the investment that I've already done on my Xbox and on my Madden so I can play with them? You know what? I'll pay for it. I'll pay 100 bucks. Heck, my friendship with them and my relationship is worth 200, 300 for a couple of years for me to play with them. But why can't, why do I have to go buy another PS5, another game console? I don't have a PS5. Why do I have to go play another game console? EA Sports, talk to Microsoft, talk to Sony. Let's, let's cross-platform this. Let's, let's make this happen. Let's, let's make more money with people crossing the bridge, meeting in the middle so that everyone can play franchise, so that everyone can play Madden League, so that everyone can play whatever they want. Let's, let's expand outside NFL. Let's play FIFA. Let's play NCAA College. You're bringing it back anyway. Let's play hockey for the ones that do. Who cares? Let's just play Fortnite, does it? And look at their success. Minecraft, or Minecraft, ha! The, the one where they build stuff. They do it. Why can't Madden, Madden's pretty big. Now, they make their money on selling it to PS5. They make their money to Xbox. But Yanko wasn't considering the money. I don't make money off this. You make money off me. Take my money and let me play with my friends. Yanko Z. So I'm going to just transition this to a quick song real quick because it was just so emotional and it was so, uh, so I, I don't know if you guys can hear this or not. I'm going to try my best to just get this out there, but oh, give me a second here. Ah! You have my smartwatch things I'm working out. Just, just get the beginning of it. Guys, anyway, all right, <laughs> guys, this week's eat oh, was right. real. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I, I think uh, Josh and me have one thing to say to you, bro. Just get a PS5 and let's just get on with it, my friend. Which, which guys, um, anyway, for the guys who are on the Sony network, uh, we have a franchise going on. So if you guys are interested in joining it, we are just waiting for other members to be finally able to get a PS5. As of right now, 33% of our pet of our podcast has the PS5. You know, woo woo. But 
but uh, I'm kind of waiting for our, for the rest of my buddies to get a PS5, and that way we can kind of get going to the little COVID franchise. Happened. Yeah, man, we had we had such great hopes for Madden 21. As of right now, I do have to say the new update for Madden 21 was pretty cool. The whole uh, the trade scenarios is I think they're finally getting it. They're going into more realistic scenarios. You can't just give up a random one of those guys that uh, Yanko mentioned right now. You can't just give them up and get a first round pick in return. That's pretty good. Which, which kind of gets me to a topic. I know we're not going to expand too much on this, but what's the deal with Manning, guys? Like, is this ever going to finally get fixed? Kind of transition from what, what Yanko mentioned with the Yeet. I just want to keep on going with it because it's, it's a very good topic. And I know a lot of our listeners play Madden. So what's the deal with Madden? What, what's happening? Does 2K need to finally get in to f- give us a, a better game that the fans really deserve? Or is this next gen finally going to get better? Coming from a guy who plays next gen, Madden 21, it did improve, but there's so many glitches still. And there's so many things that need to get fixed. But but what are your thoughts, Josh? I know I know you and me go and we play a lot of Madden. So what's what's the deal, man? Um, that is a million dollar question right there. I don't understand it. Uh, the only thing I can think of is competition is healthy. And when Madden bought the rights, it sent all that stuff to complacency with EA. It's the same thing over and over again. In the early years, it was really good, especially franchise mode. And then later, it's almost like they realized, oh, you know what? Uh, these these, these jokers still keep, buy it. Yeah, we, could, we just change the players. And, you know, if, if a team has a new stadium and, and, and that's it, and they're going to buy it because they're going to buy it. And 60 bucks is 60 bucks. And we're going to make millions. And guess what? Fast forward. That's exactly what it's happening. And guess what? Exactly. And guess what, Josh? It ain't no longer sixty dollars. The next gen games are now no. seventy dollars. Yeah. 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 So keep, um, on, keep on trucking. And guess that, what? So. And that's the issue that that as fans we continue to buy it until we stop buying it, which is not going to happen. We're we're in a dilemma here. But it would be good. I have to say that maybe this imagine maybe all the people. I, imagine, imagine, imagine all the people. Imagine um, bring back NFL blitz. NFL Blitz, bring back at A, 2K5. We all remember that game. Oh, 2K was amazing. I, I have to say that I have hope. NCAA football is coming back, boys. And this is, hey. They, they, NCAA's football's platform, I dare to tell you, is better than Madden. Yes. Hot take. It, it is. It is. Though, but you do. You all remember. You know, start your, your player. You, you, you were a quarterback for UTEP. You know, you got UTEP to the yes, back in it. Oh, yeah, man. And, and you would take the the UTEP minors to the BCS National Championship. Yes, sir. And after three years, and, and, and it was so cool because you got to do like the whole college experience. You had tests, this and that. And you finally graduated. And it would transition into Madden. God, man. This is like, I'm going on a God. I totally was having a yeet. His version of a yeet. Yes. I, sorry, Yanko. I don't. I don't want to expand too much on your yeet because that was that's your time. But, no, that's all uh, good, you, man. I'm you got me fine. And just <laughs> yeah, and just so the <laughs> listeners know, we didn't even have this plan. We weren't really going to talk about that, but it just <laughs> just get just kind of got me going. All right, guys. So let's go on to the next segment. Let's go ahead and to what we actually want to talk about. Uh, there's, as we all know, every every time there's going to be a new season, the NFL looks into possibly changing some rules. You know, without going too crazy. We saw what happened, the, the fiasco of uh, the Saints and the Rams pass interference now gets challenged 
it goes all downhill for that year. Why? Because the refs didn't want to admit when they would make a mistake, whether that was being instructed by the NFL or not. We're into a new season. That rule got scrapped. And there's been new rule proposals for this season. Were you guys able to check out the new rules? Uh, particularly, there was two that caught my attention. But I'd like to hear your all's thoughts. Is there any one in particular that you guys would be interested in? Or do you have a rule proposal that you would be interested in? Maybe if you had an opportunity to give your voice out. I'll start. Okay. Oh. Hey, bro, don't say the tuck rule. I won't start. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is a long... I, I want to review, and I know it's being discussed, reviewing the roughing the passer. Yes. Look, I am by no means an athlete, or am I comparing myself to the athletes that are professional on the gridiron every Sunday? LG so Crumpler. You, you don't... So, wait, 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 wait. You're, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not The Rock? What? Well, <laughs> I'm more like the pebble. Anywho, <laughs> the, here's, here's the deal. Sports science has opened up, for me at least, a complete take on how the NFL is played, right? And ESPN used to have this thing where they would analyze like this amount per yards per second. And if they tackled this much, how much force and inertia, and they would break it down. And so to me, that helped me really understand what sometimes players are trying to talk about. What do I mean? When you're roughing the passer, let's say someone as good as Aaron Donald, right? He's pushing and he's put, exerting so much force into the offensive lineman. They have merely seconds to get to the quarterback before he either A, throws the ball, or even faster, B, hands off the ball. It's hard to concentrate alone on trying to get the huge offensive lineman to move, to swing him around, to do your spin move, to do your swim move, to try to get to the quarterback. Or how about the random cornerback that, or the random safety that's blitzing? Seconds. So within those two to three seconds, they have to make the decision of A, go full speed, B, where to target the quarterback, See what to lead with, and the list goes on and on. To me, the gray area really is I'm all about safety. I'm all about taking care of your head, taking care about the quarterback's head, everyone. But the roughing the passer penalty has become real fragile. And it has be really has turned into what the ref is picking in that very moment. What he saw, what he didn't see. We've all seen the replays of the guys that have really legitimately been hit and no flag is tossed, or the guys that are sneezed on and the flag is tossed. I think there's a there's a middle ground that can be uh, met by the NFL players and safety protocols and NFL brass to say, look. You have a suggestion, Kinko, on how you would think is that middle ground, or am I just... I think, I think just initially make the roughing the passer a reviewable play. I know it's... So you, do, so you do agree? with the reviewing the play then yes i at least to help because you could see genuinely when someone's being malicious someone's targeting the knee someone's targeting with their helmet or when someone is like for example roughing the passer i've lunged on to the quarterback but now i've i've tried to roll off of him so that i don't injure his shoulder so that i don't you know completely injure him but then it's it happened so fast that if there was review involved you could see the intent or at least the body language of the defensive player trying to roll off when sometimes they're not trying to hurt them. It's just the way they were. There's even been guys that have been pushed into 
the quarterback and they get flagged for it. So I think, but where's the, but where's the line? Where's the line? And, and where is it different from pass interference with it being a judgment call? Where, where do we have the little chart that says when his knee is a little too much to the right, when it's 90 degrees to the right, then it's not going to be a, you know, kind of where I'm getting at. And I'm not trying to disrupt your point. I completely agree that there has to be a midpoint, but it's a judgment call and, and, and not to, Open up a can of worms. Hey. But but hey, uh, to to shout out. Hey, this is actually the perfect time to give a shout out, and then this you'll understand why. To our fellow friends that are doing another podcast, Josh, just just go ahead and give us a shout out, and I'll explain why in a few seconds. So shout out uh, to Uero, to Joel, and I forgot the other dude's name. Anyways, another, another shout out. And, uh, you know, if you guys if you guys are into soccer and you obviously understand Spanish, uh, check out Spotify. Eh, Tocando bola por mientras. Tocando bola por mientras. Great stuff. They talk about soccer. They talk about specifically Mexican, the Mexican league, and they go a tour of all around all the different leagues. So if you guys are into soccer, check that out. We're foot- awesome. They're football. There you go. And, and okay, reason I wanted to bring that up: soccer, right? Many of our listeners maybe don't know soccer, but in the last couple of years, they implemented VAR, which is video assist. uh, What is it? What does it stand for? Well, there's video replay, basically. But what has started to happen in the the, the games I've been seeing, especially in the Mexican Soccer League, is sometimes it almost feels like the video replay is looking for an issue, even though neither both teams have actually realized there's a problem out there. So what am I getting with this? Imagine this scenario. You get a crazy touchdown play, an amazing play. Nobody's complaining. And out of nowhere, the referee gets buzzered in. The play is now under review. Well, why is it under review? Everything's fine. The ball was perfectly placed. The ball was inbounds. Everything was great. After reviewing the play, Drew Brees was hit illegally. No touchdown. Nobody had even complained. And and I'm saying this because it's happening in soccer where things are getting reviewed that shouldn't even be getting reviewed. So if you open it and you are able to challenge something or you're able to have it reviewed, now you got to review everything. So it's not just a bang, bang. Or where do you cross the line from saying, okay, it needs to be blatant and obvious and just crazy. But what's blatant and obvious? If I'm the team that's getting offended, if I'm the team that got is losing the Super Bowl because of that, then I think it's obvious no matter what. But if I'm on the other side, and I'm the one who did the foul, but it doesn't, it, it's obviously going to be saying, you know, it, it doesn't look to me like it was obvious. So, you know, you kind of see where I'm getting at. It's a judgment call. So I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think let's, let's leave football to how it, how, how it should be. Heck, maybe a sky judge. Why don't we do a sky judge? What? what? I know the Ravens are the ones proposing all these crazy rules. Have you guys put any consideration into the sky judge? Do you guys remember the now extinct AAF? It kind of looked yeah. like it was kind of working there a little bit. Do you think that would solve it? Or does that continue to where they're going to continue looking for flags rather than just letting them play? So before I answer that question, Charlie, uh, I completely 1000% agree with Charlie. Uh Soccer. But fans for the longest time, I'm not going to make it a soccer rant. Fans for the longest time complain that there should be uh, some kind of visual aid for replay. And they finally got it. And guess what? That hasn't solved anything. 
because there's still controversial calls. I think there's more uh, controversy think, now. Yes. I, I can think of one right now, and not that it would have changed the outcome of the game. And if you guys follow soccer, again, not to make it a rant, uh, I don't know exactly. I don't recall what the actual cup is, but it's basically the World Cup for clubs. Uh, Bayern Munich and Tigres, uh, the Monterrey. It's funny that they reviewed the call and there was another call that they could have called while checking out the review and yet they didn't see it and then they, they ruled it out. So why do I bring that? Because I completely agree. What do you draw the line now transitioning into the NFL? You can't. You can't think what the player is thinking if they have a malicious intent. Yes, sometimes it is pretty obvious. I do think that replay is necessary to a certain degree, but I also think that you kill the momentum of the game. If you're going to be reviewing every single play because it's a PI, that's going to be insane. But now, couldn't, you, couldn't you say that roughing the passer is a penalty that has a lot less gray area than pass interference, which we already do for everything we're talking about? But, and what well, does it think though? Think of how I, many I, plays. Think of how many plays have not been called. Let, let's face it, guys. Like straight up honest. I know roughing the passer is different. It's a little bit more blatant. But if the refs really wanted it, or really wanted, like if they put their mind into it, they would call a PI every single drive. Yep. Every single drive, because it's a contact sport, whether it be holding, whether it be pass interference, illegal, you know, touch of the hands, hands to the face, every single play they could call a, a PI. Richard Sherman was quoted saying that they were told by their coaches, just grab. They can't call it every single play. Because that's how it works. That's really the way, you know, it's actually a good point. It's, it's true. So I, I, I get where you're coming from, Yanko. I totally do. I, I agree that it's, it's, um, it's a lot easier to call a roughing the passer. But uh, I just, it's still a judgment call. And I feel, imagine losing the, imagine, no. Anyway, imagine losing the Super Bowl <laughs> because of a roughing the passer call. And now the conversation after Super Bowl is, oh, well, was it a call or was it not a call? Should, you know, I don't know. I, I would hate for an NFL game to be lost because of a flag. The referees should not dictate the outcome of a game. But now, so Yanko's to make, eat, no one gets along with Yanko. Now, <laughs> another, another point that you mentioned. Oh, we got Charlie. along with you in Madden. We got along with you in Madden, bro. We you did. actually fired me up, bro. So, <laughs> um, anyway. Regarding OT. Oh, uh, I like that, that. That's another that that's another thing. And I did review some of the proposals and they make sense. My thing is it may be um, from the old school mentality. So if you are complaining about OT rules, if you're an NFL team, and you're complaining. Win it in regulation. 60 minutes to beat the other team. So that, that's facts. it. Now. Would Absolutely. I change? Would I tweak OT? Yes, I would do it. I think the way college does it is perfect. Perfect. There's no time on the clock. All you do is play clock. You know, whoever wins the toss gets it. I think they get it either at the 25 or the 30 yard line. 25. And either either you score a touchdown or you hit a field goal. And if the other team, you know, you just go back and forth, back and forth. Now, I would do it in the NFL more on the 50 yard line. That That's what I would propose. But mm-hmm. college works perfect. And the NFL doesn't have to, if they're stressing about player safety, about the kickoffs and about this, that, and the other, and player fatigue, if you start at the 50-yard line and you get, you know, one team possession and go from there, that would fix all, all trouble. But so, don't, 
so it's I think it's good too. For the longest time, the the NCAA has always been that's like the one category that they're definitely above the NFL. They have a they have a perfect system. There is a few flaws. I'm actually not going to say perfect because there are some flaws there. I like what you mentioned starting it at the 50, but that kind of gets me to maybe what the Ravens are proposing. So for our listeners, if you don't if you don't know the the, the Baltimore Ravens have proposed the following rule, they want the new overtime rules basically. Whoever wins the coin toss has two decisions to make. One, where does the ball get placed? Does that team want the ball to be placed at the 30-yard line of that offensive team's side of the ball? Or maybe that team wants it at the 40-yard of the other side? Or at the one-yard line? It doesn't matter. They got to make the decision where that they want that ball placed. The loser of the coin toss now has to decide, do they want the ball? Or do they want to give the ball to the opposing team? What I like about this, I I, I think as a, the majority of the longtime NFL will probably, uh, fans are going to come out and say, oh, no, the integrity of the game. Let's not change what we've been doing for the longest time. Guys, look what's happening in baseball. Baseball is a dying sport. Why? Because these old folks don't like to change. I, I'm of the mentality that if it's good for the game, let's go ahead and do something crazy. I like Josh's idea, but I also like the Ravens idea. Why? If I, I like, I love strategy. I, I love strategy. Granted, Bill Belichick is probably going to destroy everybody because he's probably going to think of every way to exploit this rule. He probably will. But I like the idea that there's so many possible routes to get this right. M me and my dad were arguing about what he would do, what I would do. What would you guys do? What We would go on and on and on about what is the best route to go. But this is going to be deal breakers now in overtime. I like the idea. I think the current system has to go. Whether it's the seven and a half minutes or the 10 minutes that they're proposing, I don't care. I like change and I'm all for it. Whether it's Josh's route or the other one, I'm just up for change. And I, I hope it happens. And for the fans, let me just, uh, I was looking up the overtime change proposed that you were talking about, Charlie. Uh -huh. And I found it on a on CBS Sports, and they described it like this. If the Chiefs and the Buccaneers were playing in overtime and the Chiefs won the coin toss, they would pick any yard line on the field. If they picked the 10-yard line, 90 yards away from the end zone, the Buccaneers would get to choose whether they wanted to play offense or defense. It's actually a fantastic proposal, and they hope they, to see it pass it, this being CBS Sports. So I just to give some context, contest, context, Ooh, on nice who, just time which teams the most relevant ones because they were in the super bowl yep and then where where they would pick and where they would go i kind of like the idea but i'm gonna to not create controversy and not open a can of you know what worms i agree with with, with what y'all said i just wanted now, to give some some imaginary no, photographic that's good. That's context good. to what it was I, I like that you mentioned that yanko because let's put ourselves in that scenario real quick before we transition on to one of our favorite sections, but let's imagine that scenario. And and Bill Belichick is actually wait. What am I saying? Bill Belichick. Jeez, you're just so used to the Pats being Tom Brady. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> and not only that, Tom Brady. Anyway, but but you're 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 Andy Reid, and then you have the decision to pick whether you want the ball or not. Is it safe to say that it doesn't matter? Andy Reid's taking the ball with Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. Wouldn't you guys agree? Even if he's getting the ball at the one yard line of his own territory. He's getting the ball, isn't he? Oh, you play sure. to the strengths. Yeah, you have to. You, you, you play to the strengths. 
But you switch it over and you're a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. You're probably going to play defense unless they're putting it like at the five yard line of, of, of the red zone. Well, obviously not. But more than likely, you're more equipped to go defense. So I, I like it. I, I Like I said, this is cool. I, I, I'm not, I probably this is not going to get passed, especially with everything that's happening with the cap. Believe it or not, this all these little changes of rules. The owners tend to keep things very straightforward, and you normally hear just one big change. You don't hear a lot of big changes that happen all at once. Uh, would this be cool? Yes, it would be super cool, and I would be totally for it. All right, guys. The time has come for, once again, us to lash it all out and get arguing with this. Perfect. Let's go ahead and start with, I'm going to start with Josh. He's, he's he over here pointing and telling me he's ready. He's got a good one. So let's, let's hear it, Josh. You got a question for us too. After we so, talk, I'd like for you to input your also. Charlie and Yanko, would you rather find, okay. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield? The floor is yours, gentlemen. Uh, Right now? Like right now? Right, right now. now. Build it, it your just, franchise. Oh, there's build, no other build. options. Oh, build. There's so no other build. options. So they're build. Both, they're both come. Okay, so just to kind of illustrate the question, these two quarterbacks were one of five. They came out of the 20, 20, uh, 2018 quarterback draft. Okay. So okay. just to add a little bit of context, Baker Mayfield was drafted number one. Sam Darnold was number three. Josh Allen was number seven. Uh, Josh Rosen was number 10. And the last one, 32, was Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen is not in the picture. Sam Darnold is not in the picture. Nor is Josh Rosen. If you have to pick Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, they're both coming up. They're both first-round picks. They're going to sign a five-year option. You got to resign them or let them go or franchise tag them. Who do you take? Baker. Baker Mayfield. Yanko. I had to, I had With to say what that I know I now had, about, had about to, both of them. Or oh, that's that true. That's a good question. Right now. Right now. Which right now? Yeah. Right now. Baker. Baker, Yanko. man. Baker. Okay. Charlie, why? Because he can pass. And again, I, I know, I know Lamar, maybe I'm coming out as a Lamar hater. I'm not a Lamar hater. But time has proven itself so many times. Running quarterbacks don't succeed too long. We've seen it. The first year that Lamar Jackson came in as a starter where he where he substituted Joe Flacco. He, they were on a run, and guess what? They meet the San, the San, then San Diego Chargers, so don't get on my case for that. And what do the San Diego Chargers do? They come out, and they play with five defensive backs all game long. And what happened? <laughs> Destroyed. Okay, they go back to the drawing board, right? And they figure out, all right, we're going to have an amazing year. And they sure as hell do. Lamar Jackson breaks every possible record that year. They win MVP. What happens? They run into the Tennessee Titans. Again, a, a team that they were supposed to easily beat because they should have, and they lose. Once again, why? Because the Titans figured out Lamar Jackson. Fast forward to this year. Once again, yes, Lamar Jackson finally got his first W, but again, he lost. Lamar Jackson hasn't shown to me that he can do anything when he's pressured into he can't run anymore. I haven't seen him do anything else. Now, you might say the same thing, Baker Mayfield. He didn't start off his career to I know I see your little grin there. You're probably going to tell me, well, what has Baker done? Heck, he, he had one heck of a season this year. I'll tell you one thing, and this is a hot take. You put Lamar Jackson into the Cleveland Browns, 
and the Cleveland Browns, you put Baker Mayfield, the Browns miss the playoffs this year. Hot take, hot take, hot take. What about what's your reasoning? I'll I'll, ch- I'll chime in right now. But what what is your reasoning, Yanko, of taking Baker? So the reason I asked win, okay, because uh, two things: win or when? Win. 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 We win did the Baltimore Ravens. Yanko's <laughs> <laughs> having some kind of a. Uh, I'm spazzing out, guys. I still need. I think the yeet really got to him. Yeah. Anywho, the reason I asked win was because. I really didn't like Baker coming out of college with his persona, the way he carried himself, and the way that he was calling himself to be the greatest to ever, right? A, a little Johnny in him. A little bit of Johnny, exactly. A little bit of Johnny, a little bit of, yeah, the, the whole, the money sign and the the dances and the stabbing of the flag in the Ohio State. Very juvenile, but he was in college. I get it. It transitioned over into the combine. His interviews were as such. However, when the Browns traded him, the Browns at the time were kind of the part of the franchises that you would go, eh, I'm not surprised that they got, because they also drafted Johnny Manziel. So there was a little bit of a correlation. However, I'm going to jump on and add to what Charlie said. NFL defenses will always and have been, not always, have been more successful against running quarterbacks. Quarterbacks who tend to have the tendency of wanting to run first before throwing. Defensive struggle a little bit more when a passer can sit in the pocket a little longer and throw it. Excluding maturity aside, excluding leadership roles or characteristics, better said, and personalities. I just think Baker Mayfield in the pocket as a passer and with accuracy, arm strength can deliver more for the team, not as a personal person, but overall as a whole for a team, because he fits the conventional playbook a lot more. Lamar can do it. He can run. We all know that there is a guy that existed who ran and was had a great career named Michael Vick. I'm not saying Lamar's Michael, Michael Vick. I'm not saying that he can't be Michael Vick. However, in the now, if I had to start a franchise, I can mold a guy with leadership, with other veterans, and with a team that can help him know what it is to be a quarterback with pieces that I probably already have on my team that are more subjective to the conventional quarterback than the running quarterback. So that's why I would go with Baker. He's He has a better mold and a better fit to most of overall teams and regular, uh, if I needed to start a, a team today as a GM, why? I like it. Oh, and before I forget, Josh, just quick final point. I, f- I forgot about Lamar. Ironically, I don't like his attitude. I just don't like it when he loses. I feel he's he's he doesn't take it on himself. That's another little thing. He oh. has great insurance commercials, though. Oh Baker! Wait, no, no, you're talking Baker. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking. No, I'm talking Lamar. I don't like Lamar's oh. attitude. No, I don't like Lamar's. <laughs> I don't like Lamar's attitude. No, I don't. I don't have anything. I, I've, I've embraced Baker, especially this year. I've embraced him a little bit more. Anyway, Josh, you have been able to think about the answer, so you tell us. I'll take Lamar. Of course. Uh, this is Lamar Madden, Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it on you, Charlie. Okay. If you jump Lamar to Cleveland, dude, 
There's nothing you can say. Wait, Lamar wait, wait. would have outperformed everything that Baker wait. has done in Cleveland. No, no because yes. okay, no. no. I just Bradley, said that they would out, they Chubb. would make. Okay, Bradley Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, that great offensive line that Baker has, and you have the running ability to sneak out of the pocket. No, but Jar- 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 could, Jar- Jarvis Jarvis Landry. All Jarvis Landry would do is become a tight end, bro. And and imagine, okay, not only that, you put no. Think about OBJ in that locker room with Lamar Jackson and Ganu or Joku or whatever his. Come on, bro, and and Joku who doesn't—they're not gonna get the ball and they need the ball. That team would implode, self-destruct. That team, that team would didn't even get the ball. But isn't OBJ didn't? No, yes, he did. Yeah, he did. I'm saying what Cleveland does. What does Cleveland do good? It's Nothing. not Baker. Throw back, <laughs> go back. Well, this year, this okay, year in okay. their so-called okay. quote-unquote success. Okay. What is one thing? How how did Cleveland come out of the woodwork and make it make it to playoffs? Baker. Number one, no, it was not Baker. You're lying to yourself and you say it's Baker. What they did well is like we're gonna run the ball and we're gonna do play action. That's all you're going to do, Baker. We're going to expect you to go back and drop and stay and, Dude, and shoot away uh, and Josh, start Josh, throwing Josh. lasers. But how many what years? What did Lamar do? How many quarterbacks? What did Lamar do? I get it. I get it. Dude, but how many, yeah, how, many, how many quarterbacks have Cleveland had without any success? And, and don't get me wrong. The only one that I can remember that was pretty good in that whole transition was Derek Anderson. Um, but other than that. They have had very good defenses other times. They've had a good supporting cast and they haven't done anything. This year, guess who the quarterback was? Baker Mayfield, and he got him to the playoffs. I think you bring in Lamar Jackson, and that baby self implodes. And that team, you know, we have I have a friend that just moves his head and just shudders, and he just gets upset. Jerry, that's a <laughs> shout out for you, my friend from uh, Los Chuka Boys Fantasy Football League. But anyway, I just oh no, bro, this is I'm, I am shocked, Josh, with your football knowledge you, that you, you strongly play, believe you play into what Lamar does great, Josh. But how imagine much of a- opposing defenses okay you have a quarterback that runs the ball okay now again to illustrate this okay we we know this but lamar jackson to, I'm, not, I'm gonna exclude 2018 because that's okay. when he took over flacco okay. 2019 he had 1200 rushing yards 1200 half of the nfl running backs don't even get that but because in he had 2020 a thousand five rushing yards okay so what I'm saying is that exactly what Cleveland did this year, you're playing to Lamar's strengths. Because what are you going to do? Play action. And you're going to run the ball. And guess what? When they're clogging the run with Chubb and Hunt, well, you know what? You take off and run. It, Baker wasn't throwing darts. He wasn't drop back player and just throwing. No, the, the reason why it worked for Baker is because, okay, we're going to run the ball and we're going to open with play action because you're a great play, play action guy and you're going to throw it down the field. But – that's I think I, I got to say that the only way that succeeds, bro, is if the Cleveland Browns would have run the triple option, basically, and they would have become army football, the wishbone? basically, you know, the what? The wishbone? The wishbone. No, no, the, the, just, you know, it, it, that's all they would have done. Run, 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 flip it, p- pistol, you know, I don't know. Anyway, all right. Good oh, argument. Hold, 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 no, what, hold, hey, you guys got, hold on. All right. Hold, yeah, hold go, on. I want to Isn't Nick Chubb relevant because the threat of throwing the ball there? I mean, Nick Chubb is a good guy. He's good, but, so, but he wasn't even a first-round pick. True, and then Kareem, or Kareem Hunt, Hunt and Kareem Hunt—they had good numbers, but because it was opened up 
because Baker could throw it. I don't think Lamar can make those throws that Baker was doing, not in length or strength, but with accuracy. Yep. I think Lamar would run and be good in the play action to if you cater him to it. But a lot of the success that Baker has had is because of his arm. Now, you're saying, well, okay, let me flip it on you. What if we put Baker in Baltimore? I don't think he succeeds because he doesn't have anyone to throw it to. We said it earlier in the podcast. The Ravens have co- have completely tatered their offense to fit Lamar. Baker's offense right now doesn't fit Lamar. Yes, they can they can modify it. Yes, they can do with using the strengths that they have now. But Baker fits. At- he fits the system. Yes, he fits the system. He fits the system. He absolutely so, does. So since Baker's such an awesome quarterback, okay. Uh, oh, uh, hey, oh hey, no, 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 no. He's better than Lamar, according to Charlie and Yanko. There's a bunch of he worms on for, my desk right now. He threw for 26 <laughs> touchdowns and eight interceptions and had a 7.3 average per attempt. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was okay. Baker Mayfield. Okay. With all those tools that you just told me, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of tools at his disposal. Again. I'm not a I'm not a man of statistics. I'm a man of Lamar. results. Uh-huh. Lamar. 7.3 as well. Average okay. per attempt. 26 touchdowns. Nine interceptions. So he did the exact same body of work with less. Is the Ravens defense better than the Browns defense? Yep. That's all I'm gonna say, boys. Let's proceed. <laughs> Let's proceed. Let's go on. Let's go on. Lamar this had more is... time on the field, too. Yep. Absolutely. Well. Except when he had to go out and, you know, Poop. do his little mm-hmm. Take care of business. All right, boys, I got one for you guys. Would you rather have, and this is for a decade, okay? For one decade. And this would be consistent. The Legend of Boom slash 2000 Ravens slash 1985 Bears. You take your pick. Or Patrick Mahomes. The defense. I'd the like defense. to hear your thoughts. Whichever the, one. The the defense because because I don't like the fact this, this that isn't I'm, the Raiders speaking, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> if anyone knows, I, I totally get where you're coming from. However, no, I know, I know, I know. I, one simple principle for me: I don't like the fate of my franchise for ten years resting on one sole guy when the defense is composed by many that have are all add, adding great skill set to their strengths their strengths and their skill set to make one good defense the defense as we saw maybe with the the Ravens of early took Trent Dilfer and won a Super Bowl i'm not saying that the quarterback position isn't need uh isn't needed obviously i've been on this podcast saying that quarterbacks are essential however i rather have uh, Trevor a, Lawrence i rather have Trevor <laughs> Lawrence with these defenses Going to oh whoa 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 that nah, kind of defense no 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 no, 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 no. no I'm not okay. saying against Patrick Mahomes okay I'm just real quick real quick as real a plug-in game, game okay, manager okay. real Yanko, quick real quick okay let's go, let's go back okay you would take the defense whether it be the the Bears defense the Buccaneers defense or Ravens defense or the Legion of Boom you would go defense instead of Patrick Mahomes right yes okay let me answer that question Charlie before you make your point I will go with Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to go on a rant like Yanko did right now. Uh, I'm not going to do a PowerPoint presentation. I'm going to go straight to the point. This right now, this NFL, right, is built around offense. The rules revolve around offense, not defense. So it's always going to favor the offense. So that's why I would take Patrick Mahomes. 
but Patrick Mahomes just lost the Super Bowl to a great defense. With, with, the, the, with, the, with the GOAT playing. Come on, game. you're going to tell me that right now, Tom Brady, you would start right now, Tom Brady? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it's a lot easier to win a game when you have a good quarterback still backing up a good defense. I, you know, think yes. about think of think think about the think about the two the two thousand Ravens. Trent Dilfer was the quarterback. That defense was okay, okay, but that defense was so good. That it, it's I I get it. I know where you're coming from. How many Super Bowls did that Ravens defense get to? One. How many Super Bowls has Patrick Mahomes gotten to already? But how many wins that the that the other ones have? No, but but no, it? but it's okay though. But it's it's the same okay. reasoning I see, let, Charlie. Yeah, let, 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 <laughs> answer me this: How many? Answer me this: How old? How old is Patrick Mahomes? In his early twenties, I think. And and we can get that corrected right now. Ah. Anyway, let's let's uh we'll let uh Josh do his research on that one. But anyway, who would you t- right now? And I want you to be as honest as possible. Who would you take over Mahomes right now? I don't care who answers that question. Who do you take over Mahomes right now? Or, or better yet, Yanko, in NFL history, how many quarterbacks do you take over Mahomes? Mm. Yanko, I'm going to put it even simpler. <laughs> do you take Mahomes or Brady in their prime? And this is a completely... I know Brady, Look, you know... Look, this is like a would you are, rather are, to a would you rather yes. to a would you rather. Sorry, Look, but man, but this but, is just but, to prove my to prove the point. But if you're let's say okay, but I'm not comparing quarterbacks. It's, it's okay. just situationally. Gotcha. Just gotcha. situation. Let me let me pull out my old flash drive with my powerpoints here for Josh. <laughs> Sorry, we don't take powerpoints. We take keynotes because we're okay. <laughs> Apple. Yes. Woo! Here's a th- there's another discrepancy. Anyway, the. The mere yeet, fact yeet, that, that is coming up. <laughs> yeah. The mere fact. Let's look, look at what happened to Alex Smith and how, how he almost lost his leg. If that's your franchise quarterback for 10, I'm not comparing Patrick to Alex, but if he gets injured, he's done. He's done. One year. One year, but I'm saying to Modern the extremity, science, he almost got, <laughs> he almost got his leg amputated. For the only time in NFL history, right? With a terrible offensive line. Correct. We're talking about one guy that's carrying your franchise when I have statistically 11, 12 guys that are good on the other side of the ball. That can that can help. That can do it. I think I think this is this is gonna perhaps answer the question better or perhaps more points. You're like so we can balance the views. Okay. okay. So Charlie said the question was for 10 years, right? Yep. Would you rather have Mahomes? Not for one year, uh, for 10. No, no, no. 10 years, Mahomes, which is a insane prodigy quarterback that nobody saw coming, or a legendary defense. Not just any defense, a legendary defense. Let's put it this way. The best defense of all time for 10 years in a row. Right. So to you, it's what do you you find success or, or what's your benchmark of success? If we base this, if we base this on on history, right, which is the only thing we can, is in my eyes because because currently right now football, everything revolves around offense and 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 flags and everything revolves around scoring, so it's gonna favor the offense. Reviewing the passing, the, reviewing exactly. pa- uh, roughing the passer. <laughs> now. 
to your point, you said it right now, Charlie, defenses, yes, they're legendary, but how many can repeat? I know, I, I understand your logic, Yanko, that you're gonna, you're putting your eggs in more in one basket because there's more players involved. You're not just depending on one. But if history has shown us anything, is even that, that Bears defense, which was like legendary, only one chip. Tampa Bay's defense, which was legendary, only one chip. The Ravens defense, it, it got to the point, and it didn't really dawn on me, but Shannon Sharp was saying this on, on uh, when they go back and forth. The defense would tell the offense, since they were so mediocre, just score 10 points and we'll take care of the rest. 10 points is unheard of. And I understand the the status on the defense, right? But how many more Super Bowls did the Ravens win with that defense? And that was legendary. None. The Legion of Boom should have won two, right? I'll give you that because the first one. Yeah, let's call it two. Let's call it two. You know, not opening a can of worms, but. But I want to put a little, a, a little, and and even then, a little asterisk would be on the Seahawks because mm-hmm. they had a premier quarterback. So that's the other. But that that Although doesn't. The first year was early. His rookie not season, the, not the first so. year, not the. Well, he didn't win the Super Bowl in his rookie season. He won it on his sophomore year. But well, you know, well, either way, yeah. There you go. We'll still get another clarification. I know you can check that one out. But uh, he he when he lost the Super Bowl, he was a premier quarterback. Safe to say he was. Yanko, any final thoughts that you want to argue on this real quick? Uh, it's also cheaper. The way the it, quarterback what? marked. <laughs> no, it's not. Dude. Per player? Per no. player? Per no. player? What do you no, say? No. That it's cheaper. No, it's not. Yes, dude. Heck yes, it is. No, it's – okay, Yanko. Remember, we're talking okay, – Patrick we Mahomes signed okay. for how much total over 10 it years? Does it, yes, I know, but you're saying – You're being but you're prisoner being, of the moment – for the money, we just went logic right now. The ramification for cap are like, and regardless, regardless, let's let's say ten years long. If you have a historic defense, that kind of defense, all those. If we're going money, which isn't even the question, but if we were to go there, each one of these players would get astronomically crazy money. Each yeah, one, but how many? How much is the? You only mentioned one defensive player, and your top guys that got most money guaranteed or whatnot, and it was Aaron Donald. Yeah, but multiply that by eleven. Well, if I have that, okay. If I have that many good players, I'm I'm winning way more chips than well, just two. No, but but that's what's that's why there was three teams in history that have been acknowledged to be kind of close to that. Anyway, all right, guys. Good Defense. argument. I, I like it. Offense, Patrick Mahomes all My day. Turn. All right, let's go, Yanko. Let's turn. wrap it up not, quickly. It's, let's it go. Should, this should be quick. I'm not making it hard. I'm not gonna. I'm, there isn't anyone giving the PowerPoint, so this should go. This should go shorter. In their prime. Who would you rather have for one year? Oh, Randy Moss or Megatron? Megatron. And why? I'll let Josh just answer real quick before I say anything, or unless he wants me to just go on. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> just a, just Randy a- Moss. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Charlie. Okay, I'm gonna go quick. Um, the I, I mentioned it when I when I talked about him for Hall of Fame. There has never been a player with his size, his speed. I have yet to see a picture of two cornerbacks being a press coverage at the at the line of scrimmage against a wide receiver before the play even starts to get 
I, I could go on and on about how I, I just don't believe Randy Moss would be close second, but it's, it's, it's Megatron. It's Megatron. I, I choose Randy Moss uh, because Randy Moss played in an era still where they still allowed a lot of chippiness to unfold and Randy Moss still put astronomical numbers and Megatron, uh, Megatron did uh, awesome. Uh, but he, he, he got the years where they started favoring more, of course, the, the offense and the chippiness and playing off and whatnot. So that's why I would pick Randy Moss. And before I, I one last thing, the NFL record for one season, one season, Yankel said one season is Calvin Johnson. You did mention a good point. Uh, maybe this one won't be as stressful of an argument because I think we both respect both receivers. Uh, they were both amazing receivers, but the record's Calvin Johnson. So I, I just Calvin Johnson. I think even if he would have played in that era, she Calvin Johnson was just hey Megatron. You don't give everyone the name Megatron. Uh, real quick, Randy Moss, Randy Moss, uh, kind of along the lines that uh, Josh had, and uh, if I haven't shown it on the podcast, I'm more I'm more statistical in my head, and sometimes to my detriment, Randy Moss <laughs> did had a great career. With more than just one quarterback and more than and more than more than one just uh, different offense, I, and that's true. That's true. I, I I guess that one's just a little unfair for Megatron. It's unfair because, for Megatron, but that's just the no. Way but it's it's good. And Megatron did just you know he did have a very good quarterback, and well, you saw what uh what Randy Moss was able to do with the year he had uh, Tom Brady. Oh, uh, undefeated. Years. Regular undefeated, season? undefeated, crazy amounts of yards. And I, real quick, does that season get even crazier if, if Calvin Johnson is the receiver, though, instead of Randy Moss? Debatable. Debatable. All right. Let's go on to the final part of our podcast, guys. We have one uh, mailback question. Uh, our good friend, uh, Juan, our, shout out to the brother-in-law. He wants to know, when we've talked about it a lot at the beginning of the show, but he wants to know the implications now towards other Cowboy players. Does this ultimately mean that some players are going to get cut in the next couple of days? Have we seen Zeke Elliott possibly put the Cowboys uniform for the last time? Is he even tradable? What are the cap maybe implications for cutting him? Is it even doable? Does it even matter? I mean, when, when players like uh, Jared Goff are getting traded or Matthew Stafford that the cap hits or Carson Wentz, I guess this year anything can happen. But what, 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 are, what are y'all's thoughts with that? Yeah, Yanko. If anything, silver lining for Cowboys fans that the Dak Prescott signing did today was bring clarity to the amount of money they have and what they have to do in regards to either try to fill any needs that they still need to address or what money they have. Will will there be cap casualties? Every team is going through cap casualties. I think it would have still happened even if they hadn't signed Dak Prescott to a deal because they were going to franchise tag him anyway, and they, they didn't have a lot of leeway for cap. Is Frederick still on the books, by the way? Do you know? Do you happen to know? I don't know. Maybe I'm check. just putting – Okay. Well, well, go ahead with your point. You can answer right now when Josh is talking or something. But it's I, think Zeke, I think Zeke is tradable. Okay. I think for someone who has that type uh, – who has a quarterback that needs help. Josh, to his point earlier about uh, Lamar Jackson, I think you can make Lamar Jackson-ish – quarterbacks more relevant or more viable to the offense when you add a decent to good 
running back. So if Heck, someone... they, the, the Ravens need a WR1, why don't you just send Amari Cooper down there? Facts. Bring back Michael Crabtree. Who knows? <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, the fact of the matter is it, there will be cap casualties. There will be some uh, scra- head scratchers because if anything, the Cowboys organization has shown that their decision making isn't necessarily always well-timed. And they might restructure some people. They might really like some people, so they might restructure them. Uh, quick restructure note or example, they restructured Big Ben in Pittsburgh to try to open up more cap space. Yep. It's a, an illustration of a player they want to keep, but they can't afford him right now. He has a current contract. They restructure, extend it, and play with the money a little bit. And it's going to happen. And, and just so the listeners know, the DAC deal, it's said to be a four-year deal. It's actually a six-year deal. The only difference is the last few years are voidable, which what does that mean? It basically means this, even though Dak is going to average $40 million a year, like the NFL, that's not how it works. He's actually going to get 42 the first year, 42 the second year, 42 the third year. And that's actually going to drop down to 33 million for the final year. That doesn't mean those are even the cap hits. As we all know, the, these GMs tend to maneuver the money around. So this, it wouldn't be shocking to me that they've maneuvered this so that the, for the 2021 season, Dak Prescott might end up being one or $2 million and everything else is spread out for the next couple of years. So who knows? I, I, it almost feels to me like the Cowboys are all in. Doesn't mean that I agree with the core that they have, but outside of the players that we mentioned, the Zeke's of the world, the Amari Cooper's of the world, all those guys, I don't believe, I believe all those guys will be suiting up for the Cowboys this upcoming season. I don't believe that's the right idea. I don't think it's a good plan but I do think that's where they're going to head. And, and more than likely, a lot of other cuts are going to come. The, the mid-tier players are probably going to be cut in the next couple of, of, of uh, days. Josh. Yeah, I think we're going to witness a lot of, a lot of cuts uh, due, to, due to the pandemic, the salary cap. I think we already hit it, hit it home pretty hard uh, and the cap ramifications. I want to throw a curveball here. Okay. And I know every business has... Uh, has been affected by this uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I understand that there's no, there's no fans in the stand. So there's a lot of revenue that is being lost there. You're talking about an industry or a company or a brand that generates billions of dollars. All the owners and nothing against this guy, but he's probably the he, he's close to a billionaire now that he moved his team to Vegas. He's probably the poorest billionaire out of the 32, and I'm referring to Mark Davis. They're all making money. And you're meaning to tell me, and I, I understand this, that's probably why they are billionaires, right? Because of planning. There's a, there's and, a reason they the got cheeks. the money, bro. There's a right. reason. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, it didn't really take a hit. I'm sure they took, you know, I think it's different than soccer because you've seen a lot of franchises, like, again, not to go off subject, but Manchester United, you know, they're taking a hit. Uh, they're doing, a, they're waiting on this new contract for their jersey. Chevrolet didn't renew. So they're, they're, they're bouncing around with sponsorship. The NFL is different. TV the contracts NFL are king. good. Yeah. They're king here in, in American sports. So you're so why the heck does the cap have exactly to go down? Exactly my point. Yeah, exactly my point. You're getting your money in TV contracts. You're getting your money in merchandising more than everybody was tuning in because there wasn't anything else much to do. Everybody's watching from home. So, and I understand the stadium adds at a greater moment than ever in right. history. 
And I get it. They get revenue from people going to the stands, buying, you know, stuff there, food, blah, 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 season tickets, yada, yada, yada. I get all that. But you're telling me that you're going to lower the salary cap because you didn't make more millions? I mean, come on, right? But that's just my reasoning. No, and I, I agree. And it's, and it's dumb. It's ultimately dumb because as a consumer, we're getting ripped off. But look, we mentioned Madden. We mentioned Sunday ticket last week. We mentioned TV contracts. And there's a common denominator in all of it. The consumer doesn't matter. Look, and, and it's, it's, it's the sad reality. The consumer doesn't matter. Unfortunately, the employee doesn't either. And unfortunately, a lot of veterans are seeing that right now. They're getting cut unfairly. They put in all their life into making it to the NFL. And unfortunately, they timed their time in the NFL during a pandemic. And some might not ever make it back to the NFL because they got cut in the worst time. Why? Because it's always cheaper to pay a fifth-round rookie, sixth-round rookie, undrafted rookie, than it is to play a guy that not only does he have to you have to pay him more, he's more likely to get hurt. Other times, you probably take the the older guy. It's unfair what's happening. Completely agree with you, but bro, it's the reality. It's 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 happening. Yeah. It's Trevor, happening. Yeah. Frederick. Dead cap hit in 2021, six million dollars. Jeez, that's still a lot of money. It's it's not as crazy as I thought, but it's it's a lot of money. That's a that's a guy. I I wonder, does it hit them directly as a dead hit, considering that he re- had to retire? That's something that maybe we got to look into yeah. because I know when they retire, it does maneuver a little bit different. But um, we'll have to look into that. Anyways, guys, all right. So we've hit that. We've hit the final part of it. We wanted to add a final segment into our new. Uh, well, we're, we're going in. I don't even know what, what episode we're on, to be honest. I already lost track of that. If we can get a correction. Oh, five. All right. Five. And we decided we were obviously humans and we make quite a bit of mistakes as we're talking. So our good friend Josh here wanted to come up with a segment where he basically tells us we're stupid and he corrects us. So, Josh, <laughs> if you want to talk about it a little more, go ahead and go into it. And this is your time. No, you know what, guys? Uh, I'm going to call this section Director's Cut. Uh, just for checks and balances purposes. I think uh, we all did good this time. And don't get me wrong, peeps, if you guys hear a mistake, shout out to Gmail or an IG, hit us up there and, and address us with the mistakes. But just to make a few corrections from last week's pod that I told you guys is uh, it was brought when you guys were talking about Cardinals. Uh, Bruce Arians was not the head coach when they made it to the Super Bowl. It was actually Ken Wisenhunt. That was me. Um and there was another quick little point there, and this was in a previous pod, but we we did address it during this, uh, you know, as the pod progressed, but it was regarding Josh Rosen. Uh, he didn't go to Cal. He went to UCLA. And Yanko, you did mention that. So just for the audience to kind of get the juices flowing with this, Patrick Mahomes is actually 25 years old. And And Wilson, you'll take a defense, Yanko? Jesus. Yes. Still, dog. Still. Yeah, Ride or yeah. Die. Goes out of anyway, anyway, this, this is Josh. <laughs> uh, Wilson was drafted in 2012. They he played that year. He he went in. He took a full time. Remember, guys, Matt Fling was a starting quarterback then. He was they did not start. They paid him all this money. Wilson did, but they did not make it to the Super Bowl this year. It was the following year, uh, so it was not his rookie season. So Charlie, you were correct, my friend. That nice. has been the oh, director's one. I'll add to that one. I made a mistake on the last week's center for the Raiders. 
Yes, and I slapped him for that, people. So Virtually. Uh, he said it was Gabe Jackson. It's actually Rodney Hudson. And it's not to be a homer, but Rodney Hudson is one of the best centers in the NFL right and now. And Gabe Jackson got cut. Josh, I, uh, I didn't even get the name, but I did say he was the number one, and I'm not. Yes, you did. Kudos so. to you, Charlie. So Rodney Hudson, yes, uh, correction on Yinko. And that's all I have for the director's cut this week. Great job, guys. I, I got to say, I'm getting jealous. Uh, we got a yeet over here. We got a cut over here. And yeet. I got a squat. What? So I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have something by next week. I'm gonna have to come up with something and just throw it in there as well, just for for sakes. We'll see. You know what, Aaron? If- I think you you have um, and I think we experienced this in Chuko TV. And for you guys who don't know that Chuko TV is, we're oh, not yeah. gonna mention it. <laughs> but um, we refer to Aaron. Or oh, I'm sorry, not well. Aaron is his code name, but we actually refer to Stephen A. Because uh, when Charlie has these uh, crazy, crazy uh, seg, he has these crazy segments, and he just like he's very passionate. So it's very similar to a yeet, but it's a little bit different. So uh, Charlie's very passionate when when he has a point and he, when he brings it across, he's very emotional about it. So maybe that might be something up your alley, Charlie. But... Maybe it's time to bring the Charlie A. Smith show to yes. to. Uh... The CYG and then, uh, just a quick little side note, guys. Uh, there's a little not controversy because I'm a big uh, Fox Sports uh, person that tunes into the different shows and whatnot, and I'm sure you guys follow too. Uh, but Skip Bayless, uh, there was a rumor that Skip Bayless, uh, ESPN wanted to reunite Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith again. Not no more. Uh, they, not no more. And they were even willing to do a piece in ESPN Plus even after the fact that Skip signed a, a four-year, $32 million contract. So add more content to ESPN+. Plus. That would be pretty crazy because, let's face it, although Shannon Sharp is great, I do not like Max Kellerman. I think he... Oh, no. bro. No. Um, but Shannon Sharp is good. But, man, it, Stephen A. and hey. the and the Skip Bayless were, were classics, man. I'll take I, a pers- one-tenth pers- of the salary and do his job better. I never I never enjoyed Skip, to be honest. I, like, I don't mind Stephen A. too much, but... Uh... It's definitely way better than what we have nowadays. It's been super fun. I've had, this has been one of the funnest ones we've had. I, I, I think it makes a big difference when the three of us are here. Hopefully the listeners think the same. If you're still listening, you are a brave soul. So thank you for listening to us. Thank you for enjoying it. Guys, we've opened up an IG. Uh, we mentioned it a few times now. We opened up an IG. Uh, just so you know, hit us up. It's a CYJ underscore podcast. CYJ underscore podcast. Uh, hit us up right now. We got nothing there. So we would just love to have you as followers. We're going to start bringing up content. It's going to start rolling in the next couple of days. Hopefully by next week, we'll have a little bit more. Eventually we'll see what we can enroll with this, but you know, we say it every single way. Tell two friends to tell two friends. We want you to come out there. If you want to give us a, a mailback question directly through our DM, go ahead and send it in there. Send it through our, our, our email. We we've mentioned it a few times. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Bring it out to us. Send us a text message. It doesn't matter. Guys, this is fun. Any final comments that you guys would like to mention? Defense till I die. Oh, man. Josh. Yanko. Um, Whichever Lord's at the hell. Life, bro. <laughs> you seriously have some psychological problems and... We'll try to figure something out for you. Uh, but, hey, that's what makes it fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm just going to say this. Stop. Look. First, you had a chance with Justin Herbert. You said, nah, nah, bro. And now I put Patrick Mahomes. 
I put Patrick Mahomes on a silver platter, and you say, nah, bro, Derek Carr is safe. Yeah, so, no, uh, no, wait, wait, wait. I said defense, not Derek. Defense. <laughs> All right, guys. Defense, bro. This, is, this is awesome. Awesome, guys. Uh, we'll see yeah, you guys in eight. Defense. We will see you guys in eight days. Let us know. Tell us what you want. Give us our criticism, and let's go on with this, guys. Once again, this has been another edition of the CYJ Podcast. Deuces. Laters. Adios.